0: Basketball fans, welcome back to the NBA Playoff Banter Podcast. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk some good old-fashioned NBA playoffs. Obviously, the conference finals are set. The Minnesota Timber—oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. That was the wrong conference. Eastern Conference, Boston versus Miami. The trilogy is set. Going to be an interesting one, that's for sure. Of course, we'll start the show by recapping. Yesterday, game seven, the Seas put it on, the 76ers. Tatum went nuts, and I would say Harden and Embiid did not go nuts. Um, obviously, you know, L.A. in Denver, big, big matchup, like big, long matchup pause. Um lot of uh, points in the paint in that series who will take some of that away we'll see the matchups we were just talking about it before we hit record the matchups over there who's gonna guard who it's a really interesting twist and i don't know man the way these teams have played um even on the east and whatnot i got i got a feeling we're at least well for sure going six games um in both series in my opinion But, man, wouldn't it be something if we could get two Game 7s? We've only got, what, two Game 7s so far, right, in the whole playoffs. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We're going to preview and predict it. Of course, we'll, you know, like I said, we'll start with Game 7, then we'll lightly brush on the Denver, Phoenix, and L.A. Warriors stuff. Obviously, Phoenix, we'll, we'll spend a little bit of time on. You know, the coach got fired. Aiton's probably on the move. Is CP3 going to be there? All that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, really looking forward till tomorrow night. I mean, it's every other day, too. There's no two-day break anywhere in either series. Um, and that's going to be interesting with Boston coming off a seven-game series to a pretty much well-rested team, whereas on the other side, both pretty much rested anyway. Um if this is your first time listening to the NBA Playoff Banter Podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropa Radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and Ropa Dove Radio and, uh, you know, download the show directly there. You can find this here, NBA Podcast, under Ropa Radio at Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Player FM, TuneIn, Spricker, Stitcher, and a host of other areas, platforms, uh, while you're at it, why don't you head on over to com and sports news twenty-four and one more thing. Get your TV together without the hassle of cable. Stream the best entertainment in sports, starting with 70 live 75 live channels as Direct TV stream for a limited time. Save $120 over the first year. When you get any package and buy the Direct TV streaming device, there's no annual contracts, no hidden fees, plus learn how to get Premium channels included for the first three months with qualifying packages. Sign up today. Direct TV stream. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and bring in my co-host, who probably still has Las Vegas brain. And anybody that, you know, goes to Vegas for a couple of days, he didn't go just for a couple of days, know that you, you kind of just have this haze after, uh, whether it's the drinking, the gambling, just all purpose. Um, how are you doing, my friend?
1: Not bad at all, because the, like, last <clears throat> 10 hours we were there was, like, the best 10 hours of the trip. So, Oh, wow, okay, uh, nice. <clears throat> yeah, we, we won, uh, played at the craps table a couple hundred, uh, hit a slot machine we'd been to the whole trip, and hit, like, over 100, and then I won 150 at the airport on the way home. So, Oh, uh, yeah, the
0: airport gambling.
1: I know. Hey, Sometimes I, I,
0: I forget about that. And I'm like, hey, cool, I'll wait for my flight, no problem. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I was waiting for a flight, and I got $150 playing out of the slots at the airport. So uh I came home relatively close to even. You know, obviously you're going to have days in Vegas where you spend money and days where you lose some, but to finish on a high, it actually felt pretty good. So now it's uh, back to <clears throat> two more weeks of teaching than uh, – Summer break for a good two month run, and then uh, back to teaching again. So yeah, it was it was a needed trip that was fun after our softball season got over. Now it's time to watch sports again, relax, and try to get better at golf this summer too.
0: <laughs> well, you know you can try and try and
1: yeah, Just try. <laughs> Just try. try is the key word.
0: Exactly. As long as you're trying, it, you know that is the key word there, no doubt about it. And let's jump into game seven. Scott Foster was the lead coming in. <laughs> I know a lot of people are talking about that. Um, you know, anytime Foster's has anything to do with a game involving Harden or CP3, you know, people are going to talk about that. That's that's no big uh, surprise if you're new to it or something like that. That that's that's normal. Um, obviously, some you know some stuff from Game Seven. I don't know. Sometimes. In the playoffs, I kind of wish they'd save those NBA report stuff um, for, like, after or something. Because in the playoffs, it always gets you. You're just like, really, dude? Why the fuck did you even bring this up, dude? You know, it's stupid. Um, but either way, um, Game 7 came down to it. But, you know, before you get into Game 7, and, you know, I, I hate to do this to my co-host, but that game six man i mean there was uh, from like the 6 minute mark until like under a minute in the fourth quarter the philly scores one freaking point man they 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 were like oh of nine with just a, a jumper and garbage time that was a closeout game to try to you know close that puppy down um it's just you know <laughs> It was just bad, and they needed – and that was one of those games, you know, we have plenty of stuff to say about Embiid, not just Harden for game seven. But Harden, you know, that was a rough one, obviously, due for him. But just in general, Um, that's where it all kind of started. They're up in the series. They're at home. Um, And ultimately, we'll get to that game seven. And, you know, it was, the, it was the, the eighth game seven between Philly and Boston, according to ES, ESPN stats and info, most between NBA teams all time, game seven. That was kind of interesting. The other matchup with at least five, oh, the, I should say the only other matchup is the Celtics-Lakers, which that's that's really no surprise. But, yeah, that game six stuff, you know, 13 officiating uh, errors, disadvantage the, the 76ers and all that, and – and no doubt about it, you know, there, there is some of that, that that plays into it. It's it's the it's it's the NBA. It's sports in general. I mean, there's a lot of I, I, shit. Speaking of boxing just had a horrible stoppage over the weekend. So um, it's it, it is what it is. But talk a little bit about that game seven or game six, and then we'll get into the game seven part, because. For a, for a moment in time, it looked like Philly was going to disprove all the critics from the last chunk of years um, as far as, you know, getting past the second round and getting the signature series win, which is obviously what that would have been.
1: Well, the reason I, I, I bet uh, Philadelphia to win Game 6 was because I thought after Game 5, it's like, well, hey, you're good. Like... That game five was, like, another chance where Boston, like, they screwed around with Atlanta and lost game five at home. And they do it again. I'm like, okay, well, you go back to Philly. This team can finally get the monkey off their back. And even though Tatum was playing, like, complete dog crap in the first half, well, for actually, for the first three quarters, and Philly came out slow too, they finally got their rhythm. In the third quarter, they got hot. They kind of had the lead there, and then everything just, like, fell apart in that final stretch there, but it was, like, so much, like, individual basketball. Like, the the pick and rolls that Harden and Embiid did weren't maybe as smooth as, like, a Golden State kind of one, but it, it had a rhythm to it. Like, it was a lot of times Harden drives. There was a little drop pass from Embiid for, like, a shot from the elbow. But, or you find Maxi on an outlet pass, and he's probably the fastest guy on the court. Like, their offense just went to, uh we're going to let you shoot, and next time I'm going to shoot, and if we miss those shots, let's just try to go individual style again. Like I, Boston's defense is good, sure. I don't think it's the immaculate team they had last year for defense. But Philadelphia, it's like you you have the players that can score. And your role players aren't like a bunch of chumps. The role players feel like a lot of those role guys have been there forever. But it was just there was no passing. It was just coming down the court, Chuck, oh, we 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 lost it here. And, of course, as you do this, you lose your momentum. And Tatum finally got hot, eventually. So that really was just simply a blown opportunity, Chris. Tatum was 0-13 the first three quarters. You're at home for a closeout game, and you basically choked. Like, I think in 95% of NBA games, when the star player is an off night, you can't afford to lose the game because most stars, like LeBron, Curry, Giannis, uh, De'Aaron Fox, like, those those star players rarely ever have off nights, and Tatum was just chucking up bricks. And he finally caught a couple threes, and he kind of wrapped up himself. So that was a blown opportunity for Philly, and obviously, you know, a transition to the last night where they uh, uh, sent themselves packing. But they had just individual basketball, and <laughs> despite the combination of them and Harden, which had moments, I don't. I don't I, that that kind of leaves you with such a weird taste. I'm not sure if this is the Combination is because there's too much, indiv- it felt like too many individual ish moments in moments where they really needed it for their team. And credit to Boston, too. And Tatum clearly was not sluggish in game seven. Yeah.
0: And just getting through that
1: horrible shooting,
0: you know, I thought was pretty awesome for him. Because, <laughs> it, like you yeah. said, it was not a lot of guys could do it. Usually, when you're having a bad night, okay, well, yeah, we're just going to pass. I'll try to get 12 assists or True. something like that. Um. So to, to fight through that and have, what do you have, 16 in the fourth quarter? I think he had 16 in yeah, the fourth quarter. he
1: actually outscored Philadelphia in the fourth quarter himself, which also is a massive red flag.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and like I said, I thought Embiid showed up in that game and Harden didn't. And we'll get to Embiid as far as game seven uh, overall. And then, you know, the comments made post-pressure. But, when you look at it, it's crazy because two games stand way the hell out for Harden. Obviously the, the opening without him beat, right? He just goes frickin' nuts for 45. It's clutch shot after clutch shot after clutch shot. And then he hit another clutch shot. I mean, it was going nuts. you like, and I was getting mad because he wasn't doing the cook thing. Maybe that's why he, he wasn't as consistent. He wasn't cooking it up, dude. It's like, dude, you're already, you're looking like 2016 or 14 right now. Do the cook, dude. You got the beard still. Do the uh-huh. cook move. But, but he didn't do it. He followed it up with, you know, like not good games at all. <laughs> you know, I think five of 28 after that. Then he goes off for 42 in game four, and it was like all purpose, you know, because he had nine assists and stuff like that just went off, um, had a brilliant game, 16-23, had his step back going, um, hitting threes, and then, like I said, clutch shot, clutch shot, another, oh, my God, you know, those were some fun games, and it was kind of a flashback there because they were playing solid defense. It kind of gave me Houston vibes because they had a defensive team and Harden was cooking, um, and then he just wasn't, he just wasn't. I mean, 4 of 16 0 for 6, that was game 6, and then, you know, 3 of 11, 1 of 5, 5 turnovers. Um, Once again, the last two games of the series, really, seven-game series, he only really showed up, showed up for, for, I mean, really showed up for two of them. Now, I'll say this. The game 5, I thought he still played well because it was just under control. I think he only took, like, eight or nine shots, but he had, like, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, he, he got to the free throw line 10 times. Uh, he had 10 assists, 17 points, only two turnovers. He only t- shot the ball eight times. So that's a, that's a very efficient night. And the other two were going off anyway, the other two scores and whatnot. So I'll say three out of the four games, exceptional. But those other four games come down. And someone made a clip, um, Marshall, of a lot of his possessions when he had the ball. And I'm not saying it was Simmons, like, right? I'm not saying that at all. But there was a couple times where he was just so damn tentative. After he made the move, that it seemed like he could at least draw a foul or, or have a layup or whatever. And then other times he would take it right to Williams or take it right to one of the bigs. And it's like, well, now don't you know? Now is the time to be tentative and pass it or just pull up. Sure. Or he just he was tentative. He just was very tentative. And it's crazy because it's like, dude, you, you have the, the green light and you're in beeb. We'll get to him. He was struggling. So it's like, that's what blew me away. And, it, and he just has this knack for closeout games. I don't know what his average is, but as far as like an all pro level player in his career and in all star, that type of thing, um, I can't really think of a guy that goes to sleep. In elimination games like him, even more than in beef.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. And, and that's a reputation that's been on him for a long time. This hasn't, this has been, feels like seven or eight years.
0: Now, that's Philly. Remember we were talking about trust the process? It's been long like that. It's like yeah, years yeah, years I know. In.
1: But yeah, I just, and I suppose if you're the front office, you got to wonder. Um, as good of a regular season as we had, you got the MVP, Harden, I mean, way act in game one. Um, clearly both the players are skilled, but are they skilled enough to win together in the playoffs? Okay. Regular season, sure. But right. is that, is that a one, two you want? Cause if not, you gotta I, make a change now. Cause why, why bring it back? And I well, think he's a free agent too. We, yeah. Is and,
0: it going to be a sign and trade? Probably, if they're going to do anything, but will he want to do that unless it's a – because they're talking about he wants to go back to Houston now.
1: And, I mean, to score one point in six minutes where you had – they again, they had, I wouldn't say they had boss on the ropes, but they were playing like the better team in, in that game. They had the lead in game six where you could have closed out the series. And yeah, and even
0: early – I mean, even early in the – you know – they had it like thirty-four to twenty-five, playing great. Then they just went to sleep.
1: Yeah. So, it is are these the pieces that you want to you know to have on your squad? I I don't know. And then you scored ten points in the third quarter last night. Like again, I know Boston has good defense, but you scored twenty-nine in the first, twenty-three in the third, and then ten. So you had a ten-point quarter, which in the playoffs is embarrassing. And then you had, you know, your 1.6 man stretch of the fourth. Like, they're. Yeah, that's they're, where the game
0: was lost right there. 33 yeah. to 10, third quarter. Yeah.
1: Cause at halftime, I was kind of surprised. I'm like, hey, they're hanging in there. Uh, things are going okay. And then yeah, Boston, scores, considering but, their stars
0: were shooting like shit, I was like, hey, they can still yeah. do this for sure.
1: Amen. So, I don't know. It's just a weird combination of pieces. <laughs> But uh, that's why they're going home now. And and Boston, again, carried by Tatum in the 51 that he dropped. uh, Again, like I said, it's rare star players have off nights, and he is a star. I don't like the guy because he's from Duke, but he is a star player. And he has had moments, especially for the last handful of playoff years, where he'll have a game where he goes off and drops anywhere from 30 to 40 to 50. And that was his one to do in Game 7. And Boston, to give them credit, the last couple of years – They may waste some games to put away games, but for like game sevens, they've had a a pretty decent stretch. Obviously, they made the finals last year, so that's not you know uh, not a kind of obvious you could say to me. But they they've they've had an opportunity to step up when needed, and their star players done that more so than the star players in Philly or as a team. So uh, I'll get I'll tip the cap to Boston because. To me, I feel, and I don't obviously watch a whole lot of Celtic news, I'm not a huge fan of any Boston sport teams, but I really felt that last year it was, oh, my God, Marcus Smart's a stud, and Jalen Brown is so incredible, and Tatum is too. I feel that and it is just And Williams is playing
0: really good for him too.
1: And I feel it's just my narrative, but I feel like it's kind of become more so Tatum is now even more above them. The other two are still good, but not quite. Like last year was like the Tatum and Brown show, and I was kind of like, Okay, but I feel Tatum's maybe taking another step up, which has helped, and you're not quite hearing the – well, uh, it's not quite the threesome. It's just you got Tatum, and, and again, I'm not saying the Brown is the scrub because he's not, but I feel that Tatum's really elevated his game, and Mark is smart. I, I mean, that guy's, again, defensive and pesky, but Tatum's kind of – he's
0: not point guard smart this year.
1: Yeah. Remember when he which, was actually sharing
0: the ball more and just doing uh, <clears throat> stuff that was like, whoa, he could do this. You're right. Yeah. It has it has he's separated as part of it, but it's also like not that they've digressed per se. I'd say Smart has offensively.
1: Yes, yeah, for sure. I, I would completely uh I completely agree with that. But I and I think that's why that signing, uh, which they didn't make last year, to um <clears throat> excuse me, to bring in um Brun- Brunson, right? Uh where no, not well. Brunson. Oh, no, not Bro- or Brogdon. Brogdon, there we yeah. go. Oh. Yeah, because the 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 issue that you had last year in the playoffs was if Smart or Brown had to bring the ball up the court, they really had some really bad off nights offensive turnovers. And Brogdon has kind of been a piece that is worth mentioning because he was that – they're like, well, they need a point guard, they need a point guard because some of those losses to Golden State in the finals, it was like the Marcus Smart turnover show. And they made that adjustment, and Brogdon – From what I've seen in the playoffs, he's actually – I think he he fits in well with that team. He doesn't need the ball religiously, but he can clearly shoot. He's not a guy who can leave it open in the corners because if you do, he's going to burn you. And he just kind of helps facilitate the team, but doesn't need to be like the lead role with Tatum.
0: Yeah. Now, indeed. Now, I'm not going to go – he doesn't have the track record of Harden, healthy Harden, um, dying, you know, really sizzling. Uh, not sizzling the opposite way fizzling is what I meant to say drizzling not drizzling well actually a drizzle not rain not a a downpour Uh, but yeah just 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 not you know just just numbers go down uh, in the playoffs some and a fair amount some some of these years especially this year Um, the reason why I won't go as hard on him is because we have seen the injuries but the thing is, in the game, this game seven in particular, two games ago, he went off. Uh, the game after that, game six, he still was playing really well. He didn't look, um, he, he didn't look super slow. He didn't look, he didn't look all that effective to where we could say, well, he was just hurt. I'm not saying he wasn't hurt because obviously, was, I mean, they would have played game one if he wasn't a little something. I thought for a while there, I was like, man, I don't know, dude. I, you know, I'm not sure if he's going to play uh, all these games or whatever after, you know, he missed the, the first game. But once you drop, like, 30-plus, you're on the court. It is what it is. You know, that that's kind of what I've always said. And, you know, he, he just went quiet in the night. He just went away quiet, um, quiet as a little church girl. Both him and Harden, um, until Embiid got to the post presser, then he just said some weird shit about you know it can't be just me and Harden. We need everybody to pitch in, and it's like, well, yeah, we know that. I mean, that that's that's been that's fair, like as far as all around. But in this game in particular, it's like, well, yeah, we know that. So why didn't you guys show up? Because those other guys played, you know, had more points than you, you know, so. Uh, that was a little weird, but it, he was just – sometimes you say shit after that you don't mean or you, you came out weird or whatever. But, yeah, that was a very strange, uh, you know, post Um But also we don't even know if Harden's going to be there, you know. So it's like we'll get it together. And, of course, he's not going to be like blow this whole fucking thing up, fuck this, I'm out. You know, he's not going to say that either. But we don't even know if Harden's going to be there or if they're, you know. That's going to be interesting. It sounds like Houston wants them. I don't know. That's for the offseason or whatever. But um, Embiid didn't deliver in game seven. He just didn't. And also, you know, that game six, something we didn't mention, because sometimes when we talk before, we kind of already thought we talked about it before we hit record. Another thing about that game six and in game seven, but especially game six and that stretch, it's like, dude, get the fucking ball to Embiid, dude. Get the ball to him. What the hell? In six minutes, he barely touched the ball. But in game seven, he just wasn't effective. He was not effective. And, um, you know, sometimes even getting stuck in the pick-and-roll stuff, too. So, uh, Embiid did deliver in game seven. There's no doubt about it. It's one thing. Like, they had enough this year. You know, in years past, except Jimmy Butler, but in years past, there are some times you're like, yeah, that's just not as they're just not as good. And I still thought they weren't as good as Boston. But once the series got going, and once you got a three-two lead, then it's like, all right, dude, you you got two games to close this thing out. One of them's at home, so as much as Game Seven, they needed to get the fucking ball to him, which is you could say Harden's fault, the coach's fault, which obviously doesn't have a good track record in the playoffs beyond you know a chunk of his first years. Um, and then I guess in BQ saying, hey, give me the fucking ball. But it is harder for bigs, especially nowadays, to get the ball, you know, because it's such a guard-driven league unless you're like a Jokic where you the the, the offense runs to you at the elbow or whatever. So, um, yeah, just a no-show in a game seven. There's There's no way around it because, like I said, you can't go for 30-something and 20-something and tell me that he was hurt,
1: you know? True. Yeah. I just – I I think we summed up Philly pretty well, and it'll probably be the same kind of chat next year because I don't see a team going to the finals. I'm sure they'll get to a game seven, but somewhere in the playoffs. But yeah, but I will say <clears throat> the uh, there is a guy in the East though. If as Boston will face, that names Jimmy Butler, he ain't gonna fade away, Chris. I I I will I get to, but that's a guy where with games on the line. He's not gonna have a disappearing magician act like uh in Beater or harden. Jimmy Butler's gonna go all out, even if he's like half hurt. So they're not gonna get a Jimmy Butler uh disappearance of the night act coming up for the next round.
0: You know what's funny? So someone always brings this up <laughs> at the end of the Sixers, uh or Yeah, at the end, when the Sixers get kicked out of the second round, right? So Sixers Nation is pretty damn popular, uh twitter account when jimmy this is back in uh the summer of 2019 right when when they just didn't want to pay jimmy and they said i hope the this is what they said to jimmy i hope the beaches and warm weather are worth winning 20 to 30 games a year because remember he was going there and there wasn't really a second third fourth guy right a lot of people thought like what the hell are you doing um would would say see in the playoffs but probably won't be doing that either. Enjoy the rest of your career, career long vacation. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it, it's just kind of funny how that, you know, how that in turn, I mean, like I said, I don't get me wrong, The Timberwolves should have traded me there, and we just got proof. We literally just got proof that he still wanted to get paid. Um, even in that practice, he, that's what he was yelling, pay me. You got to pay me. He was even saying that shit in the practice. We actually got another person. To say that. And obviously Doc Rivers, um, seven and twenty or thirty-two uh in, in clinch series now. Um, so that that's kind of something that we've always brought up too. Uh but yeah, you're right. I mean, Miami took care of business really. Uh it got pushed to six, whatever, but they took care of business and that'll be a matchup we'll lead with. But let's not spend a ton of time on on the Denver Phoenix and, and LA Warriors stuff. Well, let's go, Denver, Phoenix. Obviously, Denver gets out two and zero. Phoenix comes back, ties it up, and you're like, okay, we're going to go seven. I felt pretty strong about that. In in some sense, the other thing told me, damn, like how many times does Booker and (laughs) and uh, Durant have to go for thirty and forty a piece? Like this is going to. We already knew that they were getting stretched minute wise. And it's like, dude, you just can't t- keep depending on these crazy performances. They can't do the uh, the Kyrie LeBron 2016 game 640 and 40 almost every game, especially Booker. I mean, Booker was going nuts, and it's like, you just can't keep doing this. And then CP3 goes down, and then Ayton's like, not looking that good, and then he doesn't even play in the closeout game. And by that time, you're like, oh, they're fucked. They're fucked. There's no way. There's just no way. Um, and – I think down the stretch of that series, you could see um, Durant's legs just didn't. I mean, his, when you look at his three-point shooting, it just caved. Um, so his, his shooting was off, no doubt. But it, we knew that they were going to have an issue with how thin they were, especially this year how thin they were, and the fact that they only got to play what was it, eight games uh, before because of that layup line injury that you know Durant suffered. And that's not to take away from Denver. We're about to go deep on Denver and, and the Lakers in just a short little bit here. But Denver, the the fine oil machine, their core has been together. They've added some pieces that just fit really good uh, since the last time they were in the conference final in 2020. And uh, they were the best team all year long, um, especially in the West. Uh, sure, you could say the last month they didn't play as well. But, you know, Murray had that little thumb thing. And uh, either way, though, they were – they just – have been there longer. They they could just – I don't know, man. They just got it done. And even when uh, Jokic wasn't efficient shooting, right, because he had some weird games this year where it was like in the playoffs so far where it would be like, you know, like 9 of 27 or something, which is totally usually not him. He's a very efficient player. But, like, three or four of those would be three-pointers, you know? So you're like, yeah, but look at his three-point percentage. His three-point percentage is silly through two uh, series. So, um, you know, now Phoenix, you know, they fired the coach. Aiton's gone, all but gone. Um, and now, you know, it kind of made sense signing them because now you can at least do something, right? You can do something with them. CP3, now his numbers are like 30 million or something, which nowadays it's not 40, 45, or 50, right? So his contract, I think, is actually more tradable than it used to be. You assume they're going to do some stuff. But, um, you know, and then back-to-back years with that closeout game, right, where they just get their ass kicked, Marshall.
1: Yeah, well, at least you assume that the closeout in that one time was because of the COVID bug, which – is a, a bit fair. Okay, sure, I wish yeah. I'd known that before yeah. betting it. But um this man again, I well like we were saying before the show, this thing was that closeout game was done about four to five minutes in. <laughs> I think they went on like it was something like a twenty four to two run or it was some some crazy run where you normally don't see them, especially in the first half of an NBA closeout game. Like I know sometimes a closeout team will win, but on the road um <clears throat> Joe Kitsch literally said, You guys have no one to guard me. And I'm just going to do my thing and, like, was scoring effortlessly. Um, and, yeah, you know, maybe you could put KD on him. I don't know. But you could have done – you could have tried some different things. I'm sure KD and Booker were probably tired as hell. Um, and, yeah, that was just co- – that was a complete team in Denver who has been wanting to obviously go to the finals. They've had some injury bugs affect them in the past, and this is their time to shine. And unlike Boston, they didn't waste a game. That was like, hey, we want to finish this shit. We're not going to push it for a game seven or home court. That's a
0: great point. I don't we, care who you got out. I don't care if you're tired. Yeah, we're taking you out.
1: And and that's something Boston's done twice in the playoffs. They've wasted two closeout games. Denver said, oh no, we're we're getting this shit done quick. And when you go into halftime up thirty points in a playoff game, yeah, that's done. So unfortunately, my buddy bet the uh, the game over, Chris. It was two twenty five and a half. He needed ninety four points in the second half. He got. 93 and a half. I, mean, oh, missed, God. I know, missed the over by a half point. So, uh, but I mean, you know, Denver took their foot off the gas because you're up 30 and a half. Oh, so,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it Boy. makes sense. <laughs> it was very unfortunate for my friend. But uh, yeah, that was just complete domination from the start. You knew that KD and Booker were not going to be able to do it all. Um, KD did look tired, like you said. Again, Booker, like, what's the guy going to do? Drop like 70? Like, you know, I. I that came down to the lack of bench, which we noticed in the first round, <clears throat> and lack of team cohesion and chemistry due to injuries yeah. this year and just the the fact that when they made the trade. So, uh, real honestly, quick, real
0: quick, stat yeah. news: The Suns. I said this uh, off air. The Suns were zero and four in this series when Devin, Devin Booker doesn't shoot seventy eight percent and above from the field. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude! What's he gonna? Is he really gonna do that? <laughs> like, it's impossible. Not even. You know, Michael Jordan – on well, maybe Michael Jordan in high school, uh, with him being Michael Jordan in high school, could do that. But other than that, that's a rough one.
1: Yeah. Um, if you're the Suns, though, hey, okay, we got Booker and we got KD. Assuming we're both healthy next year. What do we want to do for bench pieces? Do we want to make trades? Who do we like coming back? What's the move to the future? Because clearly – if you have a healthy Booker and healthy KD, that's a nasty-looking team. You just got to add pieces around it. So, And I'd say do the do the role-player
0: pieces, you know? Yeah. Just, just get so. three, two or three role-players. Don't worry about getting all the – you know, uh, some of that will be picks, but you don't need another big-name guy to go max-to-max max or something like that, you know? Yeah. Kind of like uh, Dallas did two years ago when they brought in a bunch of, you know, just defenders and stuff like that True. and role-players, and all of a sudden they improved. That's what they got to do, man.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you because again, yeah, when healthy Booker and KD are obviously a very dominant scoring force and you just got to find different pieces around. But this is not the first time we've ever seen a team try to, you know, like to help the Lakers look at the, the, the bench players they had when you started LeBron and AD and almost all those guys are now on different teams. And I mean, granted, a lot of those guys have had good careers, but sometimes you got to just fiddle around with stuff in the front of office and be like, okay, here's our set pieces. What do we add? And sometimes you add the wrong pieces, which, shit, that's part of life. That's sports in That's what Denver's
0: been doing this last four years. Uh They've just been retooling, 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 little minor moves, and then, boom, we got some.
1: Yeah, and give credit to Denver that. I mean, obviously, Phoenix wasn't their best, but um, Denver said, hell, we're going to finish this shit, and Jokic has been playing like a beast pretty much in the whole playoffs. So I took the cap to them. Uh, this is the first time I can recall where Michael Porter Jr.'s been healthy for basically their whole playoff. Better run. knock on wood, dude. I, I, I know. I'm saying I,
0: that.
1: Good call, I, I, Just and he's a Mizzou guy too, so I've always kind of liked him. But, you know, he's just such a dynamic freak athletic player. Uh, but it's only really been him or Murray that takes time being injured, and now you have a full, you know, combination of, of Jokic, Murray, Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., that's a pretty damn good four. Like, that really – is there better? I don't know. I mean, just overall, top to bottom, that's a really solid four players that are going to play a majority of the men's center court. That's not bad. And they're finally all together. So, um, yeah, they, they took care of business. But, again, hey, you didn't waste the game. You got, you got some rest. And you got home court, too. So, they will – I'm sure that will be a nice factor for them to enjoy, which they earned, Chris, in the regular season, position right. number one.
0: Yep. And they were – well, they were healthy, too which is something that that plays into not just the playoffs, of course, unfortunately, but the regular season and getting that that home court. On to L.A. in Golden State. Uh, Winning that first game was big, obviously. Um, The three-point shooting, you know, for Golden State, definitely, I mean, it fell off, obviously. If you look at even from the first two games, um, you know, to the last four, it, it, it fell off, obviously, but... Um, yeah, here it is. It was 40 for the first two games, 44% last four with 30%. That was still at a little time left in that, that closeout game. Um, but you know, even in that game six, you know, they, they, they had 11 offensive rebounds. I think that's what kept them in. Um, but they're like four of 19 from three where the Lakers were, were five of eight. They, they had, they had 43 shots to 28. Uh, to the Lakers. So they had their second, you know, those, those second chance opportunities, and everything like that. By the way, the, the, the ratings were just, you know, the biggest in, the, in you know, in a, over a decade, some of these games uh, for, for first or second round games, some of them, uh, you know, peaked at something that was on actually NBC at the time and not TNT or ESPN, which does make a, uh you know, a, a bit of a difference. That's for sure. Um As far as, uh, the peak and all that when it's on free tv and they, you know they just i mean clay had a tough one the you know game four nine points game five ten and i think eight or nine or something like that but yeah eight or nine in game six it, it was just rough a weird stat for the season oh it's 27 this season when trailing after three quarters on the road i mean for that team and if you look at the, the amount of turnovers they had that last year so that was different but the you know fouling the most and getting to the free throw least that is something we talked about going into the series but they just couldn't they just couldn't knock down shots you know and uh it was a tough matchup for them um but yeah i mean they do do they have some questions to start answering as far as their roster to an extent yeah i mean obviously Draymond Green stands out as you know is he going to stay for sure? You know, I don't know. Poole, you know, I mean, that dude was basically a non-factor um, overall. Mm-hmm. He had one, one or two good games or whatever. But, yeah, man, it, it just it, – it was a weird matchup for him. You have a team that gets to the line the most and going against a team that fouls the most.
1: That's yeah. –
0: yeah, but defensive team, I mean, a lot of the stuff, they turned the ball over against the best defensive team left in the league. It's just, it wasn't a great lineup, or it wasn't a great, you know, uh, matchup, but ultimately missing that many threes, because uh, that is such a key, you know, part to their game, and not being able to have that many guys that can get to the rack, like all the way to the rack and draw fouls, you know, and dish even though yeah, I, in some of those games had that great assist game and all that.
1: Yeah. I think this just might kind of be the end of their run. And if it is like I was telling someone in Vegas, like I got spoiled as a fan, like a lot of people who like just, this is just from a pure fan standpoint that loves their sport teams around in country. have never seen titles like it came, you know, me as a Viking fan, but I mean the, the team won four championships in like 10 years. Like what, what more do you want as a sport fan like, from an NBA standpoint? Every year's new year to compete. But I think we're just seeing the fact that these guys have, like, it's it's been a grind. I remember it, it feels like, oh, I know it's not 20, but it feels like 20 years ago when, like, Stephen Curry was drafted and the dude had bum ankles for, like, the first four years of his career and finally got healthy. And now they've pretty much been on run for the past decade to where, so, like, yeah, did LA kick their ass in the last couple of games? Yeah. But, like, how much longer can a team stay on top? You know, they, I don't think many people thought they'd win the title last year, and they did. They made it. I mean, they made it to the second round this year, so it's not like a complete embarrassment. But I just think you saw those moments where all the guys are a bit older. I'm not saying that Steph is watched. He dropped 50 in a game, you know, in the first round. But I just think it's the combination of you got to start looking for new pieces. You, you've had the Clay Dre and Steph combo with Iggy for again a long time. And now you're going to have to start making those tough choices of how do we start looking towards the future? Because yeah, in three to four years,
0: are, you know, they got years on their deal. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. because to four, sure. In three but to it, four years, Steph and Clay are probably done or to the point in their career where they're not going to be playing, you know, forty you know and, and Clay had those back-to-back years of injuries So I just think it's the time to start looking. Do you move Clay looking, then? Do you move huh? Clay?
0: Because that's probably what you're going to get more for. I don't know. Or do you move Drain? Yeah. I mean, what do you do?
1: And then, if those guys want to stay in their career and finish the year out there, do you, do you as a you as a fan, or do you as a franchise say, "Hey, it's, it's a business. See ya." Or do you Well, and there's and no pay cuts either,
0: like uh, the uh, NFL. You can't trim yeah. your. Hey, I'll take eight million <laughs> off of my number. Nope, that's not how it works.
1: And that's a tough spot too, because those you know those guys have brought you a lot of success. So do you, you know? Do you tell Clay and uh, you know Clay and Draymond? Well, you know, we we got trade offers for you. Or we got a new place, or you know I don't know. But there's a lot of tough choices for them to make. But again. Yeah, the Lakers kicked their ass. They did. And it, 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 it's, if the run's over, it was a good run. If not, maybe get a couple of new pieces. And the one thing is they've never really found a really solid big man along with Draymond. They've had probably the two best shooting guards of all time and they've had different people, but they've never quite found another big to help with Draymond. It's kind of just been Draymond and a bunch of good wings, but that other big, they've tried, they've drafted a lot of them. But feels like every well, they had a rotted.
0: pretty good defensive rebounding big this year that could
1: get assists too. True. I mean, and Looney and I mean, Looney's not bad, but I, mean, I think yesterday pretty look at solid. I would well, say yes. As far but as but the is, is he going to be a future piece? Like when? Oh, Stephens I see Barry what you're saying you know, for the future. You know. so yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. say
0: I don't know, dude. Looney's been pretty money for him, but I <laughs> see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, if you got rid of Draymond, it's like you'd be like, okay, we got Looney, we're
1: good. mhm, So. Um, but hey, to give the Lakers credit, uh, talking about pieces, um, again, three years ago, you felt like they had a lot of good players on their, uh, roles and they re- kind of cleaned the whole shop and trade for AD. And now oh. you're seeing, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And now you're seeing a combination of like people love Reeves and they've kind of done some other retooling. And I think the Lakers now finally got pieces to help LeBron because, again, talking about age, uh, <laughs> LeBron's probably got less years left on his, uh, wheels and treads and steph and clay unless he hangs out to play with his son which could happen um but you know and he and he again has the most where he can do his thing and beat lebron but he's also not going to go full out you know 48 minutes a game you know and be like the old stuff used to be so the lakers have found the pieces again reeves his name you hear consistently but the fact that i've heard this guy's name mentioned now about nonstop for the past three months is probably due to the respect he deserves that guy's been on a hell of a roll chris and I mean, I'm not saying it's just LeBron, AD, and Reeves. That's the only show. But, man, every time I listen to any any sports station or any podcast, it's like Reeves, Reeves, Reeves. So I think they found a nice piece, along with others, to help LeBron and AD uh, carry this team to the Western Conference Finals.
0: Something you skipped there. that You went right to the trade. That's why I almost jumped in. They did win the championship in 2020.
1: Was it, well,
0: yeah, I... All the shitty people that they talked about that you need to get rid of, they got rid of. And then all yeah. of a sudden it was like, Well, wait a second. Maybe we shouldn't have got rid of all of those guys. Or maybe we should have made different trades or whatever. Um uh, so it has been funky. And then obviously injuries. I mean, A D. Like it just hasn't even when they what were they up two to one on the on the Suns two years ago, right? Was that is that what it was? Two to one? I think it was two to one uh, when they I went to the conference
1: finals. Yeah, I think
0: and then I, AD got hurt, and the whole thing fell apart. They got because remember they they had to win. They actually beat Golden State to get into that series. I think, if I remember, uh, correctly. I'm trying they to, to f- get in there.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, in that playing game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And the Suns, I think they're maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're only up
0: one zip. I thought they were up two to one, but either way. The biggest thing during the regular season in that playoff series, obviously, you know, they didn't go to the playoffs the year after that. But biggest thing has been a healthy AD. Um, Now that, you know, LeBron is at a different age, we've seen this Durant with other guys too, that when you miss some time, they really got to miss some time to make sure, you know, (laughs) that they're all the way back and, and just these minor things that, you know, in your 20s and early 30s you can bounce back from Marshall. All of a sudden it's like, man. This is getting tougher and tougher to to bounce back. and So a lot of that is pieces, um, and it goes much further than just Reeves. I'll tell you that. Vando, ever since Vando got traded there, I've been finally hearing good shit about Vando on the national level. He was stuck in Minnesota. Uh, not stuck. He was playing really good for us. But, you know, you don't get as much attention because people don't watch Timberwolves games. So – I, it was kind of funny to see Twitter blowing up on certain nights about Vandal. Look at this possession. Look out, look at, he's running all over the place, you know? And you're like, yeah, dude, this is what he's been doing. Um True. And then D-Lo being able to beat D-Lo fully has been huge for them. Um So yeah, man, it, it's been interesting. And and why don't we just, ju- unless you got something else to say, let's jump into the Eastern conference final and then we'll go. Uh, sure. We'll go. Do you have any, any last words on that?
1: No, I, I, I think we summed that up pretty well.
0: So the trilogy, last three out of the four years, this is the trilogy now in the Eastern Conference Final. Boston, like I mentioned earlier, only one day rest. Yeah, they got home court advantage, but they only, you know, they, they went six games, then seven games. And uh, so that, that plays into it. You know, that definitely plays into it. Um, on paper, once again, Boston should win this. They're, they're, they're a, they, they got a better team. Um you know this year it's been inconsistent. Um a lot of that has to do with the coach, I'm sure it does. uh Miami has a major coaching. They use they can either be even or have the coaching advantage in a you know the the majority of series that they're going to go into. They definitely have a major advantage here. They have some rest as well. Um and a key stat, well, first of all, this is the second A.C. to reach the Conference Finals since uh, 1984, the Knicks in 1999, uh, were the other one wanted to bring that out. Shots out to the Knicks. Um, but, man, like, there was this stat. Here it goes. So last the, the, the last Eastern Conference Final with these two teams, the Celtics shot 35% from three. The Heat shot 30%. My guess is just just random, that the Heat are going to shoot a little bit better than 30% this year.
1: Yes, I think they will. Um, I mean, obviously, they've had a couple of injuries, but this is a Heat team that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, not many people probably thought would have taken care of Milwaukee. Uh, it seemed like the media was kind of split 50-50 on the Knicks, but they made quick business of that, too, so... Yeah, and I, I think that a guy that we talked about when our playoff podcast started was, I had said they were kind of like a drop down in a way, because you had that little peak run, or well early run they had when it was like Duncan Robinson and Hero, and that kind of faded away for a little bit, and you saw a lot more of Vincent and Struce and I just didn't think those guys were that legit, and that's why when we did our first play, playoff show of the year this year, I was like, I don't know about the heat, but... It seems like a lot of given nights here Struis and Vince have really stepped it up, obviously, the on on Bio is probably one of the quietest names you know, but that can give you a triple double on a given night, and the guy just again he's not maybe a super superstar, but he's still a pretty good ass player, so uh yeah, I just think that even old we,
0: man Lowry you know can come and give you good minutes too
1: yeah he he's had a couple a handful of games where he scored thirty in the playoffs this year, so I do think that. Again, if Boston wastes a game this series, Chris, that might be enough to cost them because, again, they, they took their foot off the gas versus Atlanta, did so against Philly. If you do that against a team like Miami, which you assume they will because they've done it twice now, that might be enough for Miami to win the series. Um, I think with a team like Miami, you, I mean, that, there, there's too many veterans. Now, again, like you said on paper, skill-wise, if you're playing NBA 2K, you look up player ratings. Boston might take it there, but they're, they got the huge head coach advantage. You got a a guy who's not going to fade away. Um, I do think this series goes deep. Clearly Boston shows they have been beatable at home this year. And if you're Miami, you're kind of playing with house's money in a way. Now, I know it's a very veteran team and these guys have been through a lot, but um, I think that, yeah, just with the veteran team and an experienced coach, and kind of that will of, like, I mean, obviously the Heat, I know, have lost the game, but you don't really see them have that, oh, shit game. Yeah. I kind of like the matchup for the Heat in this situation. Yeah, man, I mean,
0: they're just that pesky team that that overachieves, that won't go away, that they do have a core that has been there or come off the bench. Some of these guys, like you mentioned, that started out as role players, and now their roles have expanded. And some guys are still there or they're, you know, hurt, like you said, with uh, hero and whatnot, but some guys are just in different spots. But, you know, for two, three games in the series, they can still go off, you know, uh, off the bench. So yeah, they are, they're, they're right there. They're right there. I just, I just wonder if Boston finally is going to pull their head out of their ass, you know, but then again, some of it is coaching. And I don't want to put it all on coaching because it, it does have to do with the players and, in in the chemistry and the starting lineup isn't as good. And Williams is a really good player at center but when he's in the starting lineup. But he hasn't been as good ever since he had that knee injury. And the other Williams that comes out the bench that just doesn't seem like he fits all that well in the NBA nowadays, but he does when when he's really playing good. They just they just have the more talent. But I, I keep thinking about the, the year they were You know, last year when they went to the finals, the first two months they were horrible. And even the COVID ridden Minnesota Timberwolves beat them, like with none of their starters in basically. You know, maybe D'Lo came back. I don't remember. One of of the starters came back. It was like that first two months was horrible. And then they just turned on. So they can turn it on and off. It's just, you know, that is a slippery slope. Um, I still think the home court advantage with that you know, that maniac type crowd and the talent. I, I just, I'm still going to go with the Celtics, but I want for sure game six. For I mean, at least I should say, at least game six, but it does feel like this thing's going to go seven. Um, but I am going to go with the C's.
1: I will switch it up just like I did with that Denver pick. And I almost got Denver five. I was damn close. Um, I'm going to take, uh, Heat in six. So I think they, I think Close Boston slips home. up, and I think the Heat take care of their home court. See, I'll take, I'll take Ops away. I'll take, uh, Jimmy Butler to, uh, win game six at home and advance to the finals.
0: Yeah, and, and I'll say this, we like the preference. I mean, we overall picked the shit. We just did. Yeah. But, um, if in fact it's 1 1, you know, that game six closeout, Good luck with Jimmy that night. Um, because mm-hmm. you're right, you're right. Yeah, he ain't he
1: ain't gonna pull a harder and beat and be afraid to shoot <laughs> or lead his <a> team. <laughs>
0: no, he's not gonna be tentative. Uh-uh. I don't even know if he if that's even I I don't think he's learned that word.
1: No, uh, tentative.
0: I don't think he does that. Uh, maybe people say he's tentative during the regular season uh, with his with his knees or something like that. Uh, I'd much rather have a guy miss like thirty some games and then you know during the regular season except the you know besides the opposite get hurt in the playoffs you know um but yeah so we'll we'll see how that goes um and then obviously what both of us we talked about before we we started we hit record you know we do kind of feel like whoever wins this series is going to win the championship even though boston is still the favorite depending where you look that Denver has opened as the favorite. I saw plus one forty is the highest I saw for Los Angeles, um, but it is starting to come down as far as Laker money. I haven't checked in the last little bit. I'm looking series odds on ESPN. Uh, Denver one minus one fifty five, Los Angeles minus one thirty five. But I've seen the highest I saw was plus one forty. Saw like a plus one twenty for the Lakers. So just it's close to for me. It's a fifty fifty series. I yeah. think like Denver would be uh, a slight favorite, the home court, in that that at least the game, it, you know, usually that first game there is kind of weird. Even if you go there early, the ele, you know elevation thing is real. Uh, but I think at some point that goes away. Um, but the matchups, I mean, let's go through a lot. We're going to, instead of like long out me talking for a long time, you talking for a long time, I'm just going to shoot stuff at you. You know, we're just going to – I'm going to shoot questions at you for once. What do you think about that? (laughs) Now, the difference is we already went over some of these. See the
1: difference? difference?
0: I put these on paper, my friend. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah. But, hey, that's okay. That's okay. Um, All right. So the matchups are all over the place, dude. It's really fun because, you know, everybody's talking about Davis and Jokic, right? Which obviously, right? But how much are they really going to play each other? I would probably guess Davis is going to play Jokic more. I wouldn't doubt if they put Jokic on Vando uh, more or just as much as Davis. I just don't think Jokic, they're going to risk that foul problem stuff. Um, And that is a big thing. The foul issues a major concern for both those Davis and Jokic. If they get in the foul problems, look out. I will say this. It feels like Jokic – can get early foul problems and be a type of player that can kind of control it um, a little more, but it's not like uh, Davis is Carl Anthony Towns or something with the fouls when he his emotions just get the better of him. Um, but what do you think? I mean, first of all, Jokic expands enough energy on offense for what he does in rebounding, offense, and defense. That is like, do you really want to put him on Davis?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. Normally, and it does appear in big games like this, the superstars of the NBAs rarely ever do guard each other. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, cause he, hell, that, that's why, uh, just quickly, that's why a guy like Clay Thompson was valuable, cause he was like a good star player for them, but would find, he would guard the best player that team was facing. And that's an the right. advantage they had. And was a guy like Draymond, too. So that obviously defensively, they were a low team. That's why they've had the success they've had. Iggy. And, Let's not forget and, Iggy. Well, Iggy, yeah, and they, they had the defensive people. And not that Jokic and AD are, like, complete bums on the defensive end of the court, but normally... oh Davis looking, is a stud on defense. Well, yeah. But, I mean, you're you're looking for an advantage offensively, and then you want to let your guy rest defensively just so he has more offensive energy. So, yeah, I, I, I'm i sure we'll see it at times. And, hell, that's why even with the his whole career, Chris, come fourth quarter, especially back in the day, he's like, dude, if someone's going off, I'm going to shut his ass down. Okay, so exactly. and and even so on given moments he can do that too. But I do think that you do kind of want to hide your star from their star just because yep. that's strategy. <laughs> and also you know, when you have two stars playing against each other, that can create fouls offensively or defensively. So why that's would you point. I would yeah. rather have you know Jokic hide on a guy who's a less offensively talented player than Anthony Davis and vice versa, because obviously if as you said, those guys get in foul trouble That's the big thing. So maybe, I think for our discussion of matchups, in the fourth quarter they could change, but I do think you kind of want to hide both of them from each other to avoid foul troubles in general, my friend.
0: And I think, you know, Davis is such a stud on defense, and that really came true in that Golden State. It has to do whole career. It's just health with Davis. Now, his play offensively is very hit or miss. This series, I think this last series, he only had one, like, nine-point game or whatever. But other than that, uh, even that closeout game, he didn't have a lot of points, but man, he got rebounds and blocks and was just, just a stud defensively. It made Golden State think about a lot of stuff, and, and he was a stud. So obviously, I think you can get away with Davis playing more defense, uh, just in general. Um, and then, you know, like, I do think Jokic will be on Vando as long as Vando's in the lineup. But then, so who do you put on Jokic then? Because if you put him on Vando, I think you could try that out. But I have seen that not just, you know, first of all, they didn't play last January. So they didn't play with the teams they got. They didn't play. And obviously, you know, the Lakers are different now. So their starting lineup, their bench and all that. So they didn't, they didn't play with this Laker team. Either side played, really. Um so now would you you know would you take out Vando and put you know Hachimura in uh, you know I don't know and then maybe you get more minutes off the bench from Mobamba you know I think he could surprise and come off the bench and just as the as a big man will in the fall and you know put his hands up or whatever um but it is interesting because then you go to Vando do you put Vando, you know, on Jokic? I, I think he's too small. I think he'll get involved. Yeah, I agree. And then there's some ball problems too on Vando. I think you put Vando either on Murray or Porter Jr., and I would key on Murray because I think that Reeves actually lines up really well with Porter, both length and Reeves is an underrated defender. So, and then he also makes a guy like Porter or somebody else work on the offensive end because they give D'Lo and Reeves a lot of offensive freedom to get to their spots and get to their shots and and, and get something that looks good so you know I'd say try it on Murray first with Vando Uh, otherwise you know Porter Jr. would would be uh, something I would look at too
1: yeah, and and Porter Jr. is obviously a freak athlete. He's not necessarily a lockdown defender. Hell, he's had years where he kind of got, has been ripped on for his defensive effort. But I feel when you're in the <clears throat> Western Conference Finals, your attitude will pick up a little bit. But, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that we'll probably know we'll answer the last questions after game one. Or one of the best parts of NBA coaching is how you right. make adjustments as the series goes. Like mm. I remember the the first time the Warriors won the title to to take Bogut out of the lineup was like, "Oh shit, seriously, and right. that they they created the death lineup and that Definitely. literally right. yep. won him a, or or a, sorry and to start a and yes. it's like yep. and and that comes down to Chris is our players willing to accept it because you you know as well as me there's probably some n b a guys who a coach says that, and he's like, Hey, you cool with that, and some guys are like, fuck no coach, I'm not no they you yeah, yeah and that was the team chemistry they had. I'm not saying that the Lakers or Nuggets would be against that, but it takes a lot for you to take NBA guys who've been starting all year and say, hey, we ain't starting you. It's the biggest game of the year. And he's like, yeah, I got you, coach. I believe in you. I don't yeah, think they just every... did
0: that to Vando in the last <clears throat> game.
1: Uh-huh. And, 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 and then... he is
0: used to play in 11 or 12 or 20 minutes sometimes too, even as a starter.
1: And then you got uh-huh. egos. You got a different lineup. I mean, it sometimes works. But now, obviously, Steve Kerr got lucky to pull the triggers. He did. But, yeah, not everyone thought I was going to be with it, and then you are getting maybe less productivity out of said player who you now bench yeah. who's not been Or it's just first. the wrong
0: move, too. Or, <laughs> yeah, know, or, or yeah, that
1: didn't work. You're right. You know? Or just backfires in general. So I do like how we're breaking down who guards Jokic, who guards Davis, and I think it's a chess match for the coaches, too, and who's going to make a better decision. And, again, do you see come fourth quarter LeBron and AD say, dude, Who's ever on the hottest one? We're putting we're, we're stopping them, you know. And right. sometimes that happens. But then you had a guy like Giannis who said, "Ah, uh, well, I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't guard Jimmy, but Boone holders didn't tell me to." Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, but you know, so it, it's 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 a chess match. It really is. Um, but I do think initially, I think the fact when you list out Jokic, Murray, Porter, and Gordon, I think those four players are overall better than the Lakers top four. Now again, obviously it's LeBron, it's A D, but I th- I think people are sleeping on nuggets a little bit just because they're not the Lakers. I-, I think this is a team that for the last four years has probably one of the best win loss records in the league. You have home court, you got a talented MVP. I'm not saying Jokic is LeBron. I'm not gonna go crazy. But, no, but they're very it's also they were hurt.
0: People were talking about True. even the last series, well you saw what happened with Jokic they shut them down, like and shut them down. Well, they didn't have Murray, dude. Murray didn't play a, a a play in that in that series, like, two years ago, you know? And, yeah. and then they, they lost, they got swept, right? Or did they win one uh, to Golden State? Well, Golden State won the chip. You know, they, they weren't healthy. That was the problem.
1: Yeah, so I, I just, I think that if Denver is fully healthy, I, I think they're a better team than L.A. this year. I just think you kind of have that media narrative. Hell, just, like, if it, it's team from, like, New York or L.A., they're going to get the hype and the love. But Vegas has Denver favorite. I think out of respect that they've earned. Yeah. And I do think they're going to be able to pull this one out. Um, but would it surprise you if LeBron AD go off? No, because LeBron and AD. But th- it will be nice to see a fully healthy Nuggets team getting knocked on wood and see how they do, because this could be their time to shine. They haven't made them the a Finals since, Lord, it's, it's as kids say, it's been a minute, Chris, it's been a minute. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's been a series of minutes. Um, so back to the matchups, I do think um, LeBron will either be on Porter if he's going off, or LeBron sure. will be on Gordon. I think Gordon will be on LeBron. Um, there's a chance that they could put KCP on LeBron. Uh, I could kind of see that. Like I said, I think Reeves. I think Reeves matches up pretty well with Porter, and then DLo on KCP. Now, can they take advantage of that playing a little two man game with Jokic? Obviously, the two man game with Jokic and Murray is key. Um, and that's kind of why I'd put Vando on Murray. So you got a guy that's bigger than him, stronger than him, and will, is willing to run through all those goddamn, you know, picks. Like, there'll be times I remember Ant saying, dude, I had to run through like six picks just to cover (laughs) Murray on one possession. You know, that shit is, it it wears you down. But Vando, Maybe through a season, his style of play wears down in the season. But in that in particular game, he does. That guy is a go-go gadget. You know, he goes, dude. He just he'll just never stop. Um, I agree Ooh, uh. with the. I agree with your top four players, by the way. Um, but I do think L.A. is a deeper team off the bench. I think they have a mix of young players and experienced players off the bench so I'd say they're a deeper team but the top four uh now that they played together so much too um I I think that I'm right there with you with the top four for Denver I definitely but I do think the depth of it is better for uh LA and 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 both teams like we said earlier they're they're big and long pause and they thrive on paint points good yeah
1: well, I was just going to say, this might be an easy question, but of, of, so Jokic obviously is the number one catalyst. Um, do, you, do you think it's kind of just need to need to have kind of a hodgepodge of Gordon Murray and Michael Porter Jr. to all go off? Do you think it's really got to be um, Jokic and Murray every game and hope for help? Like, I guess I, I, I don't watch the Nuggets play religiously, but I feel with those four together, like, is it kind of that, is Denver a one and two Batman Robin? Or do you think that's kind of the collective starters together that we're going to be looking for, for a serious success? Kind of like, you know, how you mentioned like KD and Booker. That yeah. was, that was it. Do we think Denver needs the Jokic Murray show every night or more of a collective team effort to win?
0: That's interesting. And that kind of plays in with my other point too, about what the Lakers would want from Jokic. Of course they'd want a turned angle, you know, Sure, yeah, obviously, yeah. right? Everyone would <laughs> uh, on the, both sides, but uh, I think I think throughout throughout the series that two man game has to be strong. Um, doesn't mean Murray has to go for thirty every game because they do have Porter. But I really think it's a huge series for Murray and Porter based on what you just asked me because I think LA would gladly take Jokic scoring thirty and thirty eight and shit. I mean, that, that game that they lost, they lost the game he had 53 points in. So they'd rather him score a bunch and have to do some of that. Like I said, his three-point shooting has been off the – I mean, it's been nuts so far in the playoffs through six uh, through, true through two series. It really has, Jokic. But his efficiency from the field has been kind of strange in some games where you're like, wow, 9-27, that is not like him. Usually him and LeBron are very efficient. And you can even make that argument until recently with uh, LeBron. His efficiency hadn't been good in that closeout game. It was like old LeBron where you're like, yep, how many shots did he take? And he got that? Yep, that makes sense. So I think they'd gladly take that in the 30s game, but not the all-purpose game, the 26 points, the 17 boards, the 14 assists with only three turnovers. I think that's why they have to be, both of them have to be huge, and it's not going to be Murray every night. It definitely has to be Porter too. But I think that's when they're their most dangerous to win and win a championship, not just a series, but win a championship. Is it does have to be all three. It is the big three. I know what you're saying. It is big two. Sure. But then again, if you go big two, which big two do you want? LeBron uh, or AD? Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then you start to go past those four, you go. If you go big two against big two, and then you go top eight players, that favors the Lakers. So, yeah, man, I, I love this series. I really do. And and, and I would favor uh, the Lakers in six if this was like two or three years ago, LeBron. But right now, LeBron has to take breaks defensively, uh, and that's what's been so big with Reeves and D'Lo uh, to take some of that pressure off, bring the ball up, making shit on their own, and facilitating like D'Lo can. He hasn't done it as much in the playoffs, but when his shot's off on this team, he usually does facilitate pretty well, but we need LeBron bully ball. Don't get mad at me, but they were hunting Curry in that series with LeBron over and over again, especially in the end of it, especially that last game. They were like, nope, and you notice how they, they barely chipped took Took out LeBron and AD. They were like early fourth. Yeah, we're keeping them in. Nope, we're gonna close this out. We have to. We cannot let that team get into it. And yeah, it's not Golden State, but Denver does have that offense where you're just like, holy shit, they just caught us. That was a 15 to two run. So you really, you know, that that's gonna be key. Um, that's why I think this is such a great, great series. And a lot of people talking about 2020. Um, Different teams on both sides. Um, Some some really high profile guy made him. Who the hell was it? I was listening to the podcast. It probably was. I think it was. I think it was the low post. Yep, he said Vando was on that. Vando and Beasley was on that 2020 uh, bubble team, not playing. But that's not true. They had already made the trade right before, like a month before COVID. They had made the train. So they weren't on that team. Uh obviously they didn't play at the bubble because they weren't good enough the Tim Rolls. But those two players weren't even on that team. There's really on both sides not many people that were even on the team anymore. But that's the NBA, whatever. But yeah, man, it's this is a pick 'em to me, um, for sure.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll uh, go with I think and both teams have, have lost home yet. So I will go with um uh, nuggets in seven. I think Jokic at in seven. Uh, they advance to the finals.
0: Denver or Jokic?
1: <laughs> yeah, Jokic in the company. Yeah, they go. Yeah, they all. They all Jokic. Sorry, I'm, I'm going by myself, guys. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Take it easy. Uh, he's going to have to get in better shape than I guess. He's going to put on weight and <laughs> lose weight in the same thing and bring up the ball. And um, he can actually bring up the ball once in a while. <laughs> um, so the difference maker to me is. Although I agree with the top line top four, I still think they have the two top best players, sure uh, two two and two and two. But also, that old saying, a defense wins championships, and I don't think this 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 time around, Denver has played better defense. I'll give them that for sure, especially at home. <laughs> I mean, those first two games. Against Phoenix were very telling, right? So I'm not trying to say they were the defensive team where they're just they're only going to outscore you, right? That that's I think that's bullshit. And they're a hell of an offensive rebounding team. And Jokic, we were talking about this too before we record. Jokic just has a nose for you know getting his own shot. Patrick Ewing, uh, Kevin Love, like these guys, it's like they just know their shots off. No, I got it. Dory, just a little tip in or an offensive rebound where they just it's all about positioning down low. And I think that gets lost with bigs because they're just not fed or active enough or whatever with most bigs nowadays where it's really about positioning and it's not about uh athleticism when it comes to getting positioned in the post. And and it's not about whatever, a lot of different things. Um and and that's the thing. That that Denver's ability to get that offensive rebound. Um, but they're it's funny because some of their, t- sometimes that outlet pass, they can get it going. Other times they do want to grind, right? They have a grind it out slow yeah. to you know, but that slow down stuff plays right into the half court offensively and defensively for the Lakers. So I do think they got to get more up and down. And I think a guy like Porter, like you said, with all that athleticism has to get to the rack a little bit more. Um, but I am going to go defense, that old saying, maybe I'm old school, I'm older than you, um, defense wins championships, and uh, as long as Davis and, and LeBron are healthy. Uh, but either way, I'm picking yeah. uh, game seven, uh, Lakers.
1: Yeah, I, I, I hope it goes seven. That That's obviously, that'd be a lot of fun to watch. So on that note, uh, we did our review and preview. Um, we have four good teams remaining. It wouldn't surprise me. Whoever makes the finals and we should be spoiled pretty good finals. And uh I it's yeah, it's gonna be good basketball. We'll be back again next Monday. We appreciate love and support. Uh stay safe, stay out of trouble. Your boys are out tonight. Have a good one. Peace.